0: Just Being Honest, the JBH podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. The JBH podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity it's about creating a life of sourcing transparency mental freedom and physical harmony guys this is the just being honest podcast this is true food for thought we are getting deep guys i've got a deal for you so i've been asked time and time again about how i get my skin to look basically like suede, Uh, vegan suede, right? So I have this little secret that basically I'm gonna keep a secret no longer. I have been using this product called Amina Adem Skincare. Um, I first met Amina, she gave me a facial and basically had been making this facial oils and these amazing cleansers from basically plants essential oils real stuff no fillers i've been using it constantly i'm 32 guys lines i don't really see them um not only with that about the essential oils they have like Basically the connection with nature that they really really counteract free radicals and damage around you. I absolutely Love the ultra nourishing face oil. I Started using it after a pretty, I mean, up that word. That's actually a cool word. Pretty radically dry spell um, flushed my complexion guys, I was lost and then With only one pea-sized drop of the oil twice a day, voila, my skin was supple and nourished without any greasy residue aftermath. I love that. The scent is aromatic, but it's not overpowering. It complements your own personal sense nicely as well. I often at times pair the oil with the Ultra Hydrating Serum and the Nourishing Eye Cream. Again, as I said before, I'm in my early 30s. I'm a business owner, owner, and I'm frequently outdoors in the sunshine. I'm like a plant. And we all know that the ever-so-changing elements, not to forget the pollution in the air and just around us and all of the, like, Earth's properties, can really do harm on our skin. But I am a true believer that these oils and serums are the best way to prevent and turn back time. I um continue to stock up as much as possible and i continue oh my gosh i kind of have freakouts when i'm almost out i continue to um you know use this until i'm hopefully above 100 100 years old how long am i going to live till i don't know but guys i want to share this secret with you and i want to give you a deal so you can order off of aminaadem.com i'll put all of this in the show notes am i-n-a-a-d-e-m.com and if you enter code jbh10 you will get 10% off of your entire purchase how about that go after it get some clear skin start using it and let me know exactly what you think i can't wait to get you on this bandwagon let me know what you get all right that's jbh10 On this episode number 94 of the Just Being Honest podcast, I have a soulful connection with a woman that is a huge eye-opener for how we all cope with our daily lives, especially our relationships most of us have with food. Food. How many times a day do you think about food? Do you talk about food? Do you you know, relish emotionally in food? Do you treat yourself with food? Do you restrict yourself from food? Good, bad, evil, angelic, what have you? Jennifer Alumbek is a food addiction coach. The process to train the inner beast and say goodbye to insecurities has a clear pathway, and it begins with willingness. A change in diet, as well as mindset and lifestyle, are needed to successfully achieve this new paradigm. As mentioned before, all you need is willingness. The willingness to take personal responsibility for your food, and therefore your actions. The willingness to write your food down and share it with your coach or perhaps someone that's close to you and keeps you accountable in that community of your accountability. The willingness to do the homework assignments that will help train your brain, give you insight, and teach you tools and techniques techniques to implement healthy habits that you will start to pick up. The willingness to share your thoughts and feelings with your fellow foodies on this journey. And most importantly, the willingness to be honest. Honesty is key. I know I'm just being honest. What? Is that the name of my podcast? Huh? Many of us spend years lying and hiding in the shame of our affliction that this behavior doesn't vanish immediately. Now, Jennifer, it's a wonderful insight to share with all of us how we can heal once and for all. All right? No more mind games. So... What is food addiction? Well, turn up the volume, ladies and gentlemen. The Just Being Honest podcast is starting right now. Hi, guys. This is your host, KB. And this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your health, nutrition, and lifestyle designer, My game show voice is back in action. I am, I like to call it sunbathing, like a plant, more likely, rather than a dog or a cat. But you know how you see your animals just like lying in the sunlight, you know, maybe it's by the closest window or the front door, the back door, what have you. We have gotten to the season where I do that. I'm attracted by the sun. Um... But it's like my cozy little spot of where I am today and I love it. It brings me so much life and brings me so much just like eye-opening and creative zest. And um, it brings me clarity on a couple of things. Yeah, that is me indulging in one of my favorite things in life. I was thinking about it the other day, and I don't think I could live without tea. I think it's actually within my veins. But I'm very particular about what type of tea I put in my body. And also what companies, what brands I stand behind. That is why I like Buddha teas. So here's their philosophy. The Buddha teas philosophy, they strive to create teas that do more than just satisfy a thirst. Guys, Buddha Teas uses fresh, high quality ingredients to explore nature's best qualities and enrich the lives of tea drinkers everywhere. I know I'm enriched every time I take a little sip. The fresh organic herbs and tea leaves allow their teas to stay pure and natural, free from chemicals, preservatives, and (laughs) basically, guys, they don't add flavoring what yes you got that natural flavoring right (laughs) gimmick all right the minimal processing and eco-friendly packaging helps to honor and protect the earth with every tea that they make so so you guys can get 15 percent off By using code JBH15 at checkout, stock up on your CBD teas, maybe some fennel tea, digestive teas, uh, maybe some sleepy time tea, chakra teas, you name it, they probably have it. So, 15% off, use code JBH15 at checkout. Enjoy. Okay, clarity on a couple of things, and the clarity comes to that when you sit in your happy spot, what do you often at times think about? What do you kind of meditate on? And um, we have an interesting topic that we have to talk to you about today. I have a really cool guest. I have a food addiction coach on the show. And when you think of the word food addiction, what comes to your mind? Do you think of someone that's, like, sitting on their couch, literally just gorging, you know, just gorging at things? Or do you think of something that perhaps someone's, like, you know, not allowing them to eat certain things? I don't know. What do you think about? But... Clarity. Clarity comes to the mind. Meditation. I know I'm going to come full circle on this. I want to introduce my guest. She's going to tell more about how she became a food addiction coach and what her story is. I think actually many of you can relate to her story. And that's why I have Ms. Jennifer here on the show today. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going to introduce Ms. Jennifer Ullenbeck. I know I'm going to butcher that, but it's Ullenbeck. I love that last name. Welcome to the Jvh podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so Jennifer, let's just dive in. Um, To the nitty-gritty, what's your story? Actually, let's back up. I want to back up, and this may be part of your story. Let's back up to, I love asking people what their childhood upbringing was like. Great question. Um, Mine was uh,
1: tumult, chaos, Mm. and not a lot of, I think I didn't feel very safe. Mm. Um, I grew up, my mom was an alcoholic, and my dad left when I was four. So I think that definitely ignited my my fear, my insecurities, and a, a lack of safety, and that's where food came in. I found food at a young age, um, I would say around six or seven. I was on the hunt all the time looking, I liked sweets, I really liked sweets. And it just progressed, I became a chunky kid. I wouldn't say I was fat, And maybe if you saw sometimes pictures, like definitely when I hit puberty, I was definitely really chunky. But prior to that, you might not have thought that I was overweight. I looked like somewhat a normal child. But in my head, the way I saw myself and the way I felt, I always felt big and fat. And I always felt different then. And that's very common in addiction. Um... My eating, like I said, when I hit puberty, I all of a sudden realized that one serving wasn't enough and I started to eat more and I went on my first diet in the end of 10th grade, lost weight, got down to a normal size for about three minutes and then immediately started eating and went surpassed the weight I started and like wound up gaining 50 pounds. There was a lot of stuff going on in my personal life, and I used food to cope. Mm -hmm. That's what I used. When I got to college, I got into drinking Mm -hmm. and was then using alcohol. And I knew from my education of growing up with an alcoholic that 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 was a little dangerous for me. I had my first blackout when I was 17 and I was like in college and I just decided that's I'm just going to be like the rest of the college kids. That's what everybody does. We all drink our face off and blackout. But um, my dad got ill my junior year of college and I wasn't coping well with that. And I was just getting, I was just using like alcohol, food to, to numb out and to not feel. So when I graduated, my dad passed away, I graduated college and I went to treatment at 21 for my eating disorder. And treatment was good, but there was a problem there that still exists to this day. And this is why I'm so passionate about this subject and why I come out and talk about it because recovery from eating disorders is not very high. Um, There, they taught me about sugar. They said, you know, you can't have sugar. Sugar's not good for you. But they did not address flour. And if you Mm. give a food addict flour and they're eating an abundance of it, it's just turning into sugar and it's creating the craving. And there I am back in the addiction again. Mm -hmm. So I get out of treatment and it didn't take me, you know, six months later, I tried to handle it myself. And then I was just back fumbling around and back in the food. And, you know, just working my way up. So I struggled with my addiction till I was 45, gaining and losing, trying every diet. But it is such a shameful disease. Like you described in the beginning, like what does somebody think of when they think food addict? Like do they think somebody's just sitting there eating gallons of food on the couch? Well, some people are. Um, Some people graze all day. Some people binge all day. Some people exercise, you know, they binge and then they exercise for three, four hours. So you don't think about that type of food addict. There's all sorts, food addiction, the umbrella, there's so many types underneath that, bulimia, um, all sorts of binge eating disorder. I don't know, they have all these names. To me, it's just all food addiction, however it manifests. So I struggled till I was 45 and finally I was given the answer and maybe I was ready to hear it, but I was told that I had an allergy to sugar and flour. And then when I put those items in my system, it set up a mental obsession followed by a physical craving that was so powerful that I it had to be satiated just like any other addict. Mm-hmm. If it was a drug addict, if it was cocaine, heroin or an alcoholic, it's the same It's the same mental obsession and physical compulsion. So once I learned that, um, I was able to eliminate those products from my food plan. And also food addiction, food addicts have to watch quantities. This is another thing where people are they avoid or they don't look, they think I'm eating really clean, but they're eating pounds and troughs of food, which is still numbing out. Even if it's a healthy salad, you can't eat three pounds of salad and say, I'm really healthy, you know, all day long. Um, Because it's the action, it's the behavior. Mm. So um, it's it's a difficult recovery, but it is possible, and it is wonderful. I no longer spend my days obsessing about food, how I'm going to get it, when I'm going to eat it, and then after binging, crying because I I feel so fat and disgusting, and I don't want to get dressed. And It's an awful, awful addiction, and it's a serious one. It's I would say it's the number one in this country. We just don't call it food Mm -hmm. addiction. We call it heart disease, and we give it lots of other names, but... It is food addiction. Two-thirds of this country, according to the CDC, two-thirds of Americans are overweight. That's approximately 50 pounds average. And a third of those, more than a third of those, are obese. It's a serious problem, and it's not just in this country. It's pandemic. It's in India, followed by China. Same problems.
0: Yeah. Obesity. You know, and the other thing, I'm going to interrupt you, because the thing that's killing me, it's literally killing me and i keep my mouth shut but when i'm at you know the markets and i see parents and you know things are available you know things are available and i hate when people put labels oh healthy food or what have you is so expensive and this and that but i see them giving their kids literally the leader giant size Coca-Cola, oh, I shouldn't say a oh, brand name, yeah. sugary soft drinks. Um, they give them the three three bag for one dollar chips, you know? And they think that that's, since it's such a good deal, what have you, then the kids, you see it, the kids in their eyes, it's like a drug. Yay, yeah, 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 yay, yeah. You know, what have you, and it's like, whoa. You know, it's like, and where I was grown up, where I'm like, Yum! Brussels sprouts are three ninety nine dollars a pound! Like, I get super excited about that, you know, but that's just how I was raised, you know? But it's just so sad. It's like, what are we physically feeding our children to mentally feed them in the future? Because that physical feeding is basically the groundwork for confidence. Mm-hmm. And confidence is shaped in everything. Food is basically the start of self-care, self-nurturing. And if you don't self-nurture yourself properly, you're not going to be able to be in a, a self-nurturing relationship with another person, right? It may be abusive to someone else. I mean, I don't know if this is something that you talk about, but... I, I
1: think you have a great point, and I want to just... You know, I am a mom of three. Mm-hmm. And when I got absent, and my kids were 6, 8, and 13 Um, in today's world, I think parents, of course, they love their children to death and they would do anything, but it takes a lot of work to shop, chop, cook, feed your kids healthy, make dinner, have it on the table. When parents are coming home from work, they're exhausted. Then they've got to feed the kids. They don't even have the energy or the time. It, It takes a lifestyle change. And major consciousness, you have, and and discipline, and it's just so much easier. Especially, even if you come from a home that is feeding you Brussels sprouts and really wants you to eat healthy, you can't control what's going on in the lunchroom at school. Oh, or at the and birthday let me parties. Tell you, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, they're swapping snacks and. Oh, we did know, that. Hello. Yeah. So it's really hard for parents and. Kids are just, you know, I think all Americans have an addiction to sugar. It's not like a food addict, but we have a level in our system that is, if I took you off it, you would have withdrawal symptoms for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, kids are getting it even to the best of parents who are doing their best to avoid it. But I think it's important, like you said, to set it up. Teach your children that this is the way... Um, to care for themselves and this is great for their brain and this it does give them self-confidence especially if they're thin I see so many obese kids and it is heartbreaking Mm, and I know I, I don't know I am not in the parents home but it has to start with the parents a child a 12 year old child who's obese Cannot go food shopping for themselves and start cooking for themselves. It has to come down to the parents and I think parents mean well, I think they have the best of intentions and they're all doing the best that they can. They really need to shift their mindset to we need to as a family get healthy and they need to spend their weekends going food shopping and buying healthy food then coming home and prepping for the week Mm -hmm. baking sheets of vegetables you know roasting vegetables so you know you have it it lasts for a couple of days for the family and i always keep a tub of cut up lettuce in my in my, um, in my fridge. And just this morning, my daughter made her lunch and she's like, can I have some lettuce? I'm like, of course I got two more heads in the fridge. You know, like we keep it cut up so she can make her lunch and she goes to lunch with a salad. She's not a perfect eater. My kids eat sugar. It's, 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 it's in their happen. life, but they eat way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a,
0: but they eat so healthy also. So and that, that's a byproduct of what I do in the home. Exactly. Seen by doing. Um, yes. Two things I want to add to that. You know, people say, I don't have time. I don't have time for this and that. Oh, gosh, I could prove people wrong in so many different ways. I mean, I work literally nonstop, and I still make time for myself. It's It's got to be a routine. That's why I say I'm a lifestyle designer. It's about yes. how you design your life, how you decide, you know, Guess what, guys? I'm going to just give you some honest truth here. What are your priorities? Okay? Are your priorities excuses? Are your priorities of, you know, like, uh, do you want people to feel sorry for yourself? Or do you want to take accountability for your own actions? I mean, for God's sakes, hello. So what I say to people, Jennifer, is that preparation is everything. Yes. Preparation is everything. Also, the thing with the children, the parents and the children, is that, and I also tell my clients, everything is a choice. If you get your children involved in the process, they love that. You know, it's knowledge-based. My sister does it with her children. She's got three young children, a fourth on the way. She gets them in the kitchen, says, hey, want to learn how to bake this? Want to learn how to bake that? They get excited about things. When you teach them, when you take them out to a, I mean, I'm not saying everyone can do this, but... If you have the ability to go out to a blueberry field and pick blueberries and teach them this is why this small little carton is so, ex- you know, could be so expensive because look how hard it is, but look how gratifying and beautiful they taste, you
1: know. Yeah. I agree with you the two excuses that I always hear from my clients is, you know, I don't have time and and it's expensive. And that's just not true. You can eat very healthy on a low budget. Yeah. Not everything has to be organic. Um, there's plenty of things that you can eat. So I I never buy that one. And time, I get that, you know, people have to find the time, but they think it takes, like, so long, and it doesn't. Once you get into the lifestyle, once you get into the routine, I mean, it takes no time at all. You pop the oven on, you let it preheat while you're chopping vegetables, you're done. It, like, takes no time, 10, 20 minutes. And And it cooks, you go take a shower, you come out, it's done. There's your meal. Like, it's... It just takes practice, and I think a lot of people, we live in a society of instant gratification. They want it, and they want it now. Most families don't even cook. Mm. I would say that most people go out to dinner five nights a week or order in, but there's no fresh food that they're eating on a nightly basis. It's all cooked or pre-ordered or whatever. Yeah, I know. It's a change of lifestyle. It's a commitment, and... Unfortunately, I find that unless people are paying a physical or emotional price, you know, that they have a pain threshold or let's say the husband gets diagnosed with diabetes, all of a sudden everybody wakes up, you know, but... Mm -hmm. That's unfortunately what it takes for people.
0: Well, I mean, you know as well as I do that, you know, the way that you eat, your lifestyle, what have you, that is your health insurance. So guys, stop complaining that health insurance is so expensive because health insurance is paying for you to get sick. So like, why not pay for yourself already for that preventative cause? I mean, remember, keep being yourself accountable for that. And like, guys, if you look at my Instagram, at Just Being Honest KB, you see some of the things I post? Guys, I make those things under 20 minutes, under 20 minutes. It's called, guess what, you've got 24 hours in the day if you wanna think about what you want for dinner. Prepare for that, right? You've got paper out there, you write a grocery list down. Like, hello, eat seasonably, like know what things are around there. You know, like you don't have to make it gourmet every single time, you've gotta just, you know, make it useful for you, right? Well, food addicts like gourmet food. They want it to taste good. They want it
1: filled with fat, oils, and sugars, and, you know, all that good stuff. So, it, you know, there's a difference. You're speaking, like, to the regular general public mm-hmm. who, you know, we all need to take care of our health. Mm. But food addicts. Food addicts, in my opinion, if they want to stop the mental obsession and the craving and the compulsion to eat, they've got to get off the addictive substance of sugar and flour.
0: Okay, so like less of the luscious, sensual thing? Well, no,
1: it should be all – I love what, you know, one of the things that attracted me to your – Podcast was you talk about whole food, real food, mm. none of this power. We're not doing powders. We're not doing bars. We're in, it's not out of a box. Stay away from bags, boxes, and cans. We're talking about real food. Right. And we eat three meals a day no sugar, no flour. So it's just regular protein, regular fruits and vegetables. It's not rocket science. And it doesn't it have really to be isn't. hard. Yeah, and it doesn't no, have to be. No, it's not
0: hard at all. It does not have to be nails on a chalkboard. Like, it really doesn't. I had a great gut doctor on there, and, you know, I love using this quote. Like, yeah, you can snowball out of control, but guess what? You can roll snowballs, and you can snowball into control and make your your snowman again. You, do you know what I mean? You can get control at any point in time. It's a choice, And
1: it takes, you know, but, but for food addicts, for addicts, sometimes they feel they don't have a choice because they cannot stop. And I'm here to tell you that you can stop. There is a solution. There is help. There is another way. I mean, obese people don't enjoy being obese. They don't love not fitting into the plane or can't buckle there Mm. or can't find clothes. I mean, it is not fun to be obese or to be even an exercise a or a bulimorexic or a, a binge eating disorder, like none of it
0: is fun. Nobody wants to be that. So let me ask you, what is the first like session look like with you? Like how terrifying would that be to be like <laughs> facing Jennifer and her? Because I feel like you're a little, when I do my coaching sessions, it's a little bit different from when I start from where you would, where you're probably like, You've got a problem, you know, like,
1: well, people come to me, they know they have a problem. Nobody's going to a food addiction coach if they just want to lose five pounds. This is somebody who usually has, who has a history with eating, an unhealthy history of eating, um, who's gained and lost and gained and lost. Has shame around food, hides food, takes food out of a garbage can, hmm. um, driving through drive-throughs, can't stop. Ugh, oh, I can't tell you how addictive drive-through food is. Um, hmm. You know, those are my type of clients, and they're somebody who really is ready to change their lifestyle. Hmm. Not just I, I want to go on a diet because. It, if you're a food addict, you know diets don't work. They mm-hmm. just, they're not going to work for you. I, by the end, by the time I got to the place where I was on my knees crying and praying, like, please help me, that I couldn't diet anymore. I couldn't even lose two pounds. I was just dieting myself up the
0: scale and I was just getting heavier and heavier and I was 200 pounds. And in the end, Jennifer, at that breaking point, who was your saving grace? Um... I went on a mission to find
1: out what the hell I could do about this because there were no answers. And con-
0: can you hear me? Say that one more time. Can you hear me? Yes.
1: Okay. Um, uh, coming from an addiction household, I gr- kind of I grew up in twelve-step rooms. So when I knew I had a problem with alcohol, I went to Alcoholics Anonymous, but I didn't love the food programs out there, but I did find one that helped me, guide me on this journey of no sugar, no flour and taught me disciplines and how to eat balanced, you know, meals so that I didn't have to abuse myself with food anymore. So I highly recommend to everybody who's struggling with food, try a 12-step program. There's so many food programs out there and you find one that works for you. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's not your path, but it's a good place to start Mm -hmm. because you'll find support. And there is nothing worse than sitting in your bed at night crying because you just can't stop. You can't stand your body. You you have such self-loathing. And you feel like you're the only person in the world who has this problem. And that's not true. Yes, There's not true. Millions of people who have this problem and it doesn't matter their shape or their size. It matters about the mental obsession. Mm-hmm. It's what's going on in your brain mm-hmm. that we no longer. Another thing that I loved in the bio of your, of your podcast description was mental obsession, like freedom, Mm. mentally free. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. I was over losing weight. I was like, I can't do it anymore. Maybe I'm just meant to be heavy. Uh, I'm not going to try anymore, but I couldn't stand the mental noise Mm
0: -hmm. that was
1: in my head constantly about the food and my weight and how miserable I was.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Wow. I mean, I could talk to you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, but I feel like we'd go ring around the rosy and people would turn us off because they'd be like, shut <laughs> up, we get it! But, because um, I wanna keep this short and sweet with you. I really do. Uh, because I want people to reach out to you to find out more. Um, and I know you have clients that like, after working with you or simultaneously working with you, they'll wanna work with me um, because we have the, that same level plane, you know, right? Um, I want to ask you kind of a personal question. What is your what's your sign? Your astrological sign. I am a Libra. You're a Libra, so now you're all about balance.
1: I am all about balance, you know and that? I think that's important. I think, um, yeah, I, I want to say I, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is really important, and this is a huge part of my message. Not only that people have to get off sugar and flour if they want to find peace with the food, but so many health and wellness wellness professionals out there I know they mean well but you cannot tell a food addict or an obese person that they need to moderate that is like telling a heroin addict that they can only shoot up on Sundays yep. we don't do that it has to be full abstinence at least in the beginning at least take it out of your diet and get clean and get clear and then if you want to introduce certain foods back that's your option I can't do that Cause I'm a down and dirty food addict, but maybe some people can, but yeah. you've got, this, this notion that people have to find moderation with food. And that's the trick is so off base and they are not helping people. They yeah. are hurting them if this is a food addict.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, the most important thing is what, what I deal with is, is always with everything is getting to the root cause mentally. Um, because that, that trickles down to everything um, mentally figuring out what the root came from, you know, and how to like kind of heal that. Um, and then that that gives you so much grasp on control and not to go control, obviously, into the more dangerous other side. Uh, the addiction or obsession about, there's something called orthorexia, you yes, know, which is the, a, obs- oh. the obsession with healthy food and stuff like that. Well,
1: the science is not helping with that. You could be on Facebook and you could get lost in all the, I mean, you were just talking about leaky gut, microbiomes, mm-hmm. we have to worry about our prebiotics, pro- probiotics. I mean, the science is is wonderful, but to it's so overwhelming that people are just either getting obsessed with it or they're going the other way and they're just shutting down and they don't want any part of it because it's too much information
0: yeah so going and basically what i do is you know understanding your authentic self you got to understand yourself first so so with that jennifer i want to ask you one last question and then um I'll I'll share, I'll ask you also, well, let's do this first. Where can people find you on the social media platform? Yes, on Jennifer Alembic Coaching on Facebook and
1: Instagram. So my last name is spelled A L as in Larry. E M as in Mary. B as in boy, I K. Jennifer Alembic Coaching.
0: Perfect, guys, and I will and put that in the that show notes. Face- Facebook. Okay, great. Facebook, same thing, Jennifer Alembic. Yeah. Perfect. Um, guys, she does coaching, and um, she's a great resource, as am I, you know? So, Jennifer, one last question, and then we'll let yeah. you go. Um, okay, Jennifer, what is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle?
1: Discipline. ooh, Discipline and routine. Um, I think addicts more than anybody need it. I wake up. I meditate every morning for 30 minutes, I read for 20 minutes, Um, I have my whole, how I prep my food, Um, I have a whole routine, and it sets my day right, and then I have a night routine, so I love structure and discipline, I think has been the key to my success, and to my abstinence, and Mm. to my lifestyle.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, you've been a joy to talk to. And I know if people have questions, they have the resources to kind of reach out to you. And if anyone can't figure that out on their own i'll guide them your way for sure (laughs) but it's been an honor yes it's been an honor and a pleasure and guys guys thank you so much for tuning in every single week for a new just eye-opening experience with me here at the just being honest podcast um again you can subscribe for free at itunes apple podcast spotify simplecast fm iheart radio and follow me on instagram at just honest kb you can look at some of my food some of my fun little dance parties i have with myself when i need a little just visual break from serious life and um yeah, just stay in tuned. I would love to hear your comments, five-star rating, and review. Always welcome. Helps me get guests just like Jennifer on the podcast. So until next time, guys, love yourself, love your neighbor, kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Oh, yes, guess what? When we're recording this podcast, it's it's um World Kindness Day. So breathe that out into the universe every single day. It doesn't have to be just today. So, until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, ciao. My favorite quote from this episode with food addiction coach Jennifer Alembic is that preparation is everything, and discipline with a clear routine is your guiding force. So, are you keeping yourself accountable for your actions? Are you aware of why you're doing what you're doing? Why are you in the relationships that you are in? Think about it. Relationships are everything. Support systems, what have you. To all of my JBH listeners and supporters, I hope you all got a lot of value out of this episode today. And I thank you so much for hanging out with me each and every week. Perhaps you're just like binge listening to episodes over and over and over again. I invite you to do that. Remember, subscribing is free. And um, please, I really, really, really appreciate if you forward your favorite episodes or perhaps one that would help a family or a friend. um, Maybe just kind of get a little kickstart in their action of maybe change in their life. Remember, the podcast is called Just Being Honest, so let's all just be a little honest and um, make some changes, all right? Everything is a choice. So head on over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Simplecast FM, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Subscribing is free. Just click the little icon, blink, blink, blink. Give us a five-star rating, and we'd love to hear your reviews. We'd love it. So... Also, let me know what you want to hear about, what guests you want on the show. And as always, I appreciate you all so much. Until next time, thanks for joining in. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit of life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you so do you want to know where to start how to begin it's easy call me i will give you your first discovery call for free so just contact me kb and say jbh free and you'll get your first discovery call free (laughs)